You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, she encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast. Hello, Sacred Spheres. Welcome to another Monday Musing, and this is episode 34. After episode 33, I thought was really cool because I love the number 33. 32 was about the bees, and I think the numbers are pretty important, you know. Numerology is an aspect of sacred geometry. And of course, if in numerology, you reduce numbers. So 32 would be, the 3 and the 2 would be added together and make a 5. 33 would be added together and make a 6. And of course, many people um, connect the number 33 with a master number, meaning self-mastery meaning like divine um, embodiment, connecting spiritual and physical in such a way that you um, live as a divine human. So that's a little bit about the, well, and a five, let's go back to five. Number five in numerology would be um, essentially like manifestation, I connect it with the golden mean and also beauty and the planet Venus because the path that Venus creates in the sky, if you're standing on the earth watching Venus over its eight-year cycle, it creates this sort of rosy-looking spirograph pattern that is made of pentagons or pentagrams depending on how you connect their intersections. So that's another way that I relate to the five. And the the five and the six from the the last two um, last two podcasts just are naturally kind of building into today's um, today's podcast, number thirty five, which I'm sorry, I said thirty five. It's number thirty four, <laughs> which is a seven. Seven in numerology is a number of spirit, spiritual connection. So this is beautiful. And back in episode number 32, I talked about the bees. This time of year, of course, in the Northern Hemisphere, they are swarming a lot. And beautiful to see, beautiful to um, watch them reveling in the nectar and the, the pollen of a flower and you know, flying to the sun and 
if you don't know much about the bees, um, little side note here. There's two really great movies about the bees that might help them. This is kind of like a little side purpose here. I'm not going to turn this podcast into one completely about the bees, but today I'm certainly focused on the bees. But the two movies are The Vanishing of the Bees. Um, I believe that was produced by William Gazeki, who is, um, I consider him a friend. He's somebody that I spent some time with a group of friends in, um, the, in, on the big island a few, few years back. And he, uh, yeah, he was very concerned about the bees and, and so he helped produce that movie. And then Queen of the Sun is, a, it, it shares a lot of the beauty of the bees and how they are so connected to the sun. Anyway, back to the sacred geometry and my story today, my musing today, uh, really as a result of this last week, I um, brought a beehive to the land I live on. I invited them to be hosted by me. I don't consider myself a beekeeper because I would like to see them do better than they have been doing by humanity. Some beekeeping is really helpful to them and kind. And I practice a bee-centric approach. And I'm not a part of any formal or traditional group um, per se, but um, there's a lot of information out there about something called the path of pollen. And um, they carry a lot of wisdom about the bees. In any case, I, I had a, a really amazing week um, getting the hive box ready and bringing them here and being in the swarm as they were put into their new home is incredible. It's an amazing experience. I, it's, I'm kind of still speechless about it. But here they are and they're doing well. They're thriving and I am wanting to see them thrive. And so I'm like a new mama now and I, I um, just following on the heels of episode number 33, which was about the Divine Mother and the birth portal. <laughs> I wanted to treat them to um, some some good energy in the form of crystals and, and stones. So I'm creating a water dish for them that <clears throat> ensures that they always have a nearby source of, of good water. And I put stones and sticks and things in the water and I put enough of it in there that they can't drown in the water. If they kind of slip and get into the water, they can grab onto something and pull themselves back out of the water. And I wanted to put crystals in there too, you know, just kind of for the beauty and charge up the water and give them some more good juju, <laughs> some harmony, you know, some, some of that, um, some of nature's frequency through the crystals. And I also got two shungite stones. Now, if you're not sure what shungite is, it is a stone that's that comes from Russia. I guess that's where it's found on the planet. Um, there's speculation about how it got 
to planet Earth so much. I mean, the Earth is really formed by space anyway, at some degree, or at some point in in the vast um, spread of time and um, time space. Uh, you know, everything was just particles in the universe that coalesced into the forms we see today, and and the energies or this, you know, even the you know the life form that we associate with the the beings if you will, that you might call the sun or the the earth, Gaia. Um, yeah, I'm kind of rambling. Back to back to the Shungite um, speculation about where it came from. But what it is is pretty cool. I, I don't understand all the minerals in it, but it, ha- it contains a high concentration of a C60 molecule. And the C60 molecule is um the c is for carbon so it's carbon 60 and that sounds kind of dry and boring if if you don't know the geometry and and the associations and and the patterns of life but fortunately buckminster fuller uh began really sharing with people the knowledge about the c60 and um he called it the fullerene and people affectionately refer to it as buckyball. And the buckyball is also very familiar to almost anyone around the world who's seen the game of football or soccer. It's known as soccer in the U.S. In the rest of the world, it's known as football. And that that ball that's, that's consist, that consists of hexagons and pentagons all sewn together Um that's a buckyball. That's a C60 that's found in Shungite. So Buckminster Fuller is amazing um, geometer, polymath, whatever else he, he is, he's amazing. Um, and he was inspired to use that pattern to create the geodesic domes that became a little bit popular in the 60s and 70s. I, I now see them making a reemergence in a new um technology that i'm this is this 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 rambling is you know i'll come back around to the bees in a minute and the geometry but <clears throat> there's a um a new business that is using the geodesic dome uh geometry along with um uh, bioceramics that have of course been um, developed through the space industry and the aerospace industry. So super strong, um, non-toxic materials that are common and so no need to, um, deplete, you know, special mines and toxic, you know, runoff that it's, it's like a super earth friendly way to build and it's super strong and can last at least, you know, speculating maybe 500 years, maybe more. Just amazing what technology is is unfolding that is earth-friendly and fire and pest resistant. And uh, I could go on. I'm not going to. I'm going to put in the links in the description a link to their website. They're a startup, and they've gone through a couple of funding Round. So I'm kind of excited to talk about them and yeah, so if you're interested in 
learning more about this technology. They're called GeoShip, G-E-O-S-H-I-P. So check them out if you want. I'm not um, connected to them at this point, but would love to be. So speaking of that, would love to be. I'll get back to the bees and the the buckyball that is in the the shungite that I wanted to put by the entrance of the beehive. I wanted to do that because it said that this form, this geometry of the buckyball, the fullerene, the C60, all the same thing, helps harmonize electromagnetic fields, helps harmonize it in a way that um, aligns more harmonically with our bodies. So, you know, we're swimming in radiation all the time. This is an electromagnetic um, radioactive universe that we're living in. The sun is radioactive. You know, it's all different frequencies, right? We're bombarded by it all the time. And yet somehow we have ways that our bodies can thrive. You know, and if we get exposed to something that's that's too harsh for the body, uh, the body has wisdom to heal. And maybe that wisdom is like creator making creation through these patterns of nature called sacred geometry. In any case, the the buckyball is also known as a truncated icosahedron. There we go with the big words. Some of you know exactly what that is, and some of you might not um, know yet. I have talked in my past podcasts about the icosahedron as a part of the five platonic solids. Really great core fundamental information of sacred geometry, the platonic solids are. They are like these basic forms, like the basic, basic, basic building blocks of everything in creation. The icosahedron, um, icosa meaning 20, the hedron is the number of sides and um, it has, uh, let's see, yeah, 20 equilateral triangular sides that are all, you know, they're all the same size, all the same vertices, all the same edges. And uh, that's, that's what the hedron refers to the sides, the number of sides. The platonic solid means that they're all, you know, equal-sided. In any case, um, truncated means that those vertexes are cut off. Part of it's, you know, it's cut off, it's shortened. And it's, it's truncated in such a way that um, it creates a new plane cut through the icosahedron, cut through um, five of the triads that forms a new polygon, equal-sided, you know, uh, shape. And when it does that, it's because there are five triads around each point of the icosahedron, when it's truncated, it creates um, a pentagonal structure. And it's, and it's truncated so that all the edges around this are all um, equal. So that's pretty cool because then next to all of these new pentagons that you have created by truncation, you have now, it's surrounded now by five 
um, hexagons. Of course, if you don't recall, hexagons six-sided. And those hexagons, of course, are the shape that of the honeycomb that the honeybees make. The pentagon, of course, is the um, golden mean ratio. Or, you know, if you were to connect the corners to make a pentagram, you would instantly form golden mean ratios. Golden mean is a whole nother um, foundational concept in sacred geometry that I talk about in an earlier podcast. So if you're not familiar, please check that out. But the golden mean is found in all organic life. It's a ratio that's considered beautiful, maybe because we relate to it, we resonate with it, because our bodies are full of the golden mean ratio. The bees are full of the golden mean ratio. Um, and then they build these hexagonal patterns that store honey. I think of the hexagon as being a container. That They also are super efficient, so it, it corresponds to efficiency. And what do I mean by efficient? Well, in the same way that when you draw a flower of life or the seed of life, which begins the flower of life pattern, you have six around one. And you can demonstrate this to yourself if you have like uh, seven pennies and you put one penny down and then you put six around it so they all touch each other. That's the efficiency that the honeycomb has because each of those pennies you could say were, if, if they were, you know, um, cut so that they were hexagonal, they would fit together even more tightly than spheres. They would leave no space. So that's the wisdom of the honeybees and how they build. Um, It's pretty amazing, right? This is, a lot of this is information that most people know about the honeybees. But that's so beautiful. And then the relationship, again, sacred geometry to me is all about relationship and proportion and ratio and energy that gives rise to life that from these patterns of nature. And so there's something about the buckyball that can harmonize with the the body and I think especially the bees since they are so wise with the hexagon and they live in hexagon patterns. I wonder what would happen if we did as a building designer and always so fascinated with architecture. I've explored that concept. I haven't built anything to live in that's hexagonal at this point. Um, It takes a lot to reinforce the strength. And I know that, um, you know, the squares in the 90 degree angle harmonize well with the Earth's uh, magnetic fields. And that's why the pyramids have a square base, according to my understanding of it. And, you know, um, Vedic astrology, or I'm sorry, (laughs) uh, Vedic architecture, you know, uses the 90 degrees on the base. But they also build, people also build domes and circles and, you know, teepees that are circular. And you can also build, um, you know, like the, the sacred dome temples of the, the architecture all over the Middle East and into, 
into Russia and Rome and um, so many places in the world, their domes are built on a square base. And in fact, they even build them so that they um, square the circle. I have another podcast about squaring the circle. And of course, I teach all this. I teach you how to draw it too. So, um, you know, if you're not sure what it is, you want to explore it deeper, get a compass and straight edge and just, you know, understand it that way. You'll get a lot more knowledge than, um, it just takes, takes your mind a level deeper when you do that. So yeah, the, the buckyball back, back around to the buckyball. I've also spent some time with a nurse who uh, became a, um, she, she just did blood work, a specialist with blood. So um, if the buckyball resonates with our human bodies, it might be in our blood. Now she showed me some high-powered microscope images of red blood cells and those red blood cells were not exactly a buckyball, but they were um, arranged off that pattern. Most of the molecular shape was hexagonal, but every so often you'd find a pentagon. And what she um, taught, and I'm not sure how she came to know this, but, you know, Doctors and scientists know that that red blood cells are flexible, right? They flex and bend, and ideally they they do so. Um, you know, they can squish and move and be very flexible. A cancer cell apparently is very rigid. I don't know what happens to its geometric structure, but it, they're very very rigid. Um, but the the hexagonal p- pattern could become easily stiff without the pentagonal faces that allow for curvature. Because of course, like going back to this idea of, you know, if you were to take the five or the seven pennies and put six around the center penny, it creates a flat, you do that on a flat surface and they all touch. There's, um, you know, the other forms of uh, geometry that don't do that, except for, of course, equilateral triangles, but if you were to take pentagons and um, put them up to each other, they would have gaps, you know, in between them. And in order to close those gaps, you would have to bend them. And so that's how they add flexibility to the red blood cells. So that's one of those ways that, you know, sacred geometry um, is used in creation uh, with a lot of wisdom, you know. This is what I call wisdom of the body. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave you with these things to contemplate and stay tuned. I intend to be a little more regular with my Monday musings. I've been super busy with the bees, and so I've skipped some. And I'm back. All right. Sending much love and beauty and blessings to all. This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com.
find opportunities to learn directly with Elizabeth by going to Sacred Geometry Portal on Patreon. Infinite Fractal Blissings, and thank you for listening.